Better simple tests to diagnose TB are urgently needed to prevent millions of unnecessary deaths each year among people whose tuberculosis is not being recognised. This is according to Dr. Ruth McNerney of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, who co-wrote a review called "Point of Care Testing for Active Tuberculosis" in the science journal Nature Reviews Microbiology. I asked her for some of the basic facts coming out of the review. The prevalence, the estimated prevalence, is about 14 million people in the world with TB, which is more people than ever before with TB, and about nine million new cases every year, and nearly two million deaths. So we're quite good at curing TB with the treatment we have, with the drugs we have work, but of course they'll only work if we know who to treat and actually get them onto treatment. And the problem is, there's so many people in the world we don't know they've got TB. They know or may not know that they're sick, but they haven't been for a test, or when they go for a test, it doesn't work, and so they don't get onto treatment. And because it's an infectious disease, it's airborne disease. So if they're infectious and they've got pulmonary TB. They're not being treated. They remain infectious, and so their friends, their neighbours, and it gets transmitted and spread that way. How big a problem then is diagnosis and the lack of good, easy tests? It's a huge problem.、Uh, it, obviously, it depends where in the world you are. That in in the UK and England, we've got the backup of most sophisticated, quite expensive tests. In Africa and Asia, you haven't got the backup of those tests. We we look by smear microscopy, which detects about half the cases in the world. Which is just not good enough. Now, basically, normally you have to take a sputum sample, sometimes more than one, don't you? Yes, we we because the tests aren't very sensitive. We ask patients to cough at least two or three sputum samples, and it's quite difficult to do. You have to cough really from your from your lungs. It's not just saliva. You can't just spit into a tube, and that's quite difficult for patients to do. That's if they've actually come to a health centre where there's a test available and where there's a microscope and a technician that's trained. And do they have to come back more than once to get a good diagnosis? Yes, with current tests, they need to come back for their result a few days later.、Uh, in fact, what we actually ask them to do is give a test on the spot, go home, collect a sample the next morning, then come back the next day, bring the sample back, give a third test. Sorry, give a third sample at that time, and then they go away and they come back a few days later for the result. Or we hope they come back a few days later for the results. Which parts of the world then is this not happening efficiently? The worst, obviously, is where the health system's not very strong. Africa and Asia,、uh, where there are not good facilities, where there's not good、um, education. And another problem is stigmatisation. In India, if you have TB, it's seen as bad for your family. Your your daughters will not marry well. You will not marry well. There's even cases of husbands turning up in a hospital saying, "Will you give me a letter to say my wife has TB because I need to get a divorce now?" Gosh, that's terrible. It is. It's very, very sad. So there are things that prevent patients from coming to be tested that that you need to address. Yes, some, sometimes it's because they don't think that they're sick with tuberculosis. They've got a cough. Well, everyone's got a cough. You might be cooking an oven open fire, or perhaps you're a smoker. And、um, so you, 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 the cough gets slowly worse over time, and you don't go for a test. Or you might want to go for a test, but actually it's a long way away, and you don't really want to take a day or two off work, and it's a long walk. And when you get there, you know you're going to be charged, and your friend might have gone and had a bad experience where the test didn't work anyway. So there's a lot of barriers before they even go for a test. Let's talk about the tests. What tests are there, though? You take a sputum sample, but what do you do with it? Well, at the moment, the major test in in Africa and Asia is actually taking a sample of sputum, treating it, staining it, and then looking at it under the microscope to try and see the back, 
bacteria actually by eye under the microscope. That test works, but it's very insensitive and it's quite a skilled job to do. There is a new test coming along, which, which is a molecular test that seems to work very well, but it's going to be very expensive and needs sophisticated equipment. The, the, the cost price is going to be at least $16 per test, which is more than many countries spend per head on health for everything, let alone on a TB test. So what's the way forward? What hopes are there for getting something that's reasonably cheap and can be used almost anywhere? Yes, so what we need is a test that can actually be taken out of the lab to use by a non-expert and used where where the patients are. The the traditional approaches for these type of tests are looking, we call call them immunochromatographic tests, or dipsticks, where you take a little sample of blood. It's like like a pregnancy test. In that case, it's urine, sometimes it's blood. You drop it onto the test. And a few minutes later, you'll see whether, almost by magic, you'll see a colour change to tell you if you've got the disease or the condition, whether you've got TB or not, or pregnant or not. Unfortunately, we haven't got any of those kind of tests that will work for TB. There's some being sold, but they're very poor quality and they're just not effective and they should not be used. WHO recently, last December, actually came out and publicly for the first time, actually gave a negative endorsement on a diagnostic test saying, please do not use these tests, they're a waste of your money and they're misleading for the patients. Goodness me, that's really worrying that there are tests out there. Why has this situation arisen? The, the situation's arisen for, well, two reasons. One is that companies are quite prepared to sell them. And the second is that they're allowed to sell them, that the regulation isn't there, the control is just not there in many countries with diagnostic tests. We're much stricter about the quality of drugs than we are tests. If a test is registered, that's fine in most countries. They never check to see if it actually works or not. So what sorts of tests are you working on then, you and your colleagues in places like many of the African countries that need these tests? Well, we're starting to look at new technologies. There's two problems with TB. One is we don't quite know what signals to look for. If we're looking for antibodies, which is the way of diagnosing a lot of diseases, they're not very specific. It's a very complicated disease. We're going to have to look at lots of different antibodies because some people have one antibody, some people have another antibody. So that's why the current tests don't work. So what we've got to do is look at lots of different signals. But to do that, we need, we need cleverer or more sophisticated tools that are sophisticated yet cheap to use. So we're thinking about things like nanosensors, which uh, nano just means very, very small, the size of a monocle. And using these new technologies, we can incorporate them into some of the more traditional approaches and hopefully make them much more sensitive and much more accurate. Now, if we have the right resources, how easy is it to get a point-of-care test that really would work? Well, we, we, the answer is we don't know. It's a case, it is much a question of money. There are some technologies out there very interesting. There's new molecular technologies that work at low temperature, which means we don't need a fancy machine for them to work. We don't need to, we can just run from a small battery so it's portable. And we are working with these companies to try and adapt them to TB. The problem, of course, these companies are commercial and TB is not going to give good returns. So we're relying on, on money from public sector or or charities to try and fund the test. So what we're hoping to do is by not reinventing the technology, but by adapting technology that other people are using and developing, try and get it for the neglected diseases like TB. It may be a wonderful thing to have a test that you can use at the point where you might meet the patient or the person who may be a patient, Uh, but is this just a a holy grail that you'll never reach or, or could we conceivably get there? I think we can't afford not to reach it. Other diseases have it. It happens in malaria. It happens with syphilis. 
It's just a case of putting in the resources and spending the time and putting together the expertise to solve the problems. We, we can't not diagnose TB, otherwise we'll never get rid of it. Ruth McNerney of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine talking to me about the review of TB testing she co-wrote with Peter Daly from Memorial University in Newfoundland, Canada. For Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.